Hello everyone, it's the LOD Perspective and this is episode 13. Unlucky for some, hopefully it's not unlucky for us. Uh, today it's myself, Mars Mayhem and the Mighty Tyrus and we'll be going through a couple of things today. So firstly, Mark, how are you and what have you been up to this week and was any of it what you mentioned in the last episode? Oh, I'm good. Uh, been plenty of gaming. Started painting the room. Uh, <laughs> two trips to a hospital with children, but yeah, just a normal week. Nice, nice. Um, what games have you been playing then? Have you played them? St- I've only started Outriders about 15 minutes before the show started, so I'm not even through the prologue. Uh, it's kind of what happens when you play the demo to completion, but on a different platform. So I'm having to complete start again. Uh, still been playing Outbreak on Cold Black Ops Cold War, but I'm itching to get on and see the update they've added to the onslaught mode on the PlayStation upstairs. I've seen very positive things. Like it's the the two v two maps, the gunfight maps, but they're in onslaught and the orb. If you've ever played the onslaught mode, the orb, which is actually your safe boundary they had to follow around and stay within those boundaries is now encompassing the entire map so it never moves but the sheer amount of zombies that comes comes at you now is insane all right i need to see that i mean like uh yeah anything else do aside from uh black desert online doing that uh the challenge for the weekly rewards no not really <laughs> <laughs> I, I i've got i got black desert when it was first come out because it was on sale i think i actually bought black desert for um god i was a couple of pence it wasn't much i think it was like a couple of quid actually i tell you, like a couple of pence a couple of quid my week has been i have been playing outriders which i said i would uh, and we'll go into a bit more about Outriders later. I have been playing Century, which is the Dragon Beta thing on PC. I don't know if it's going to come to console, where you fly around and battle each other. It's kind of like Ace Combat PvP, but flying dragons. It's interesting. That and good. I've been doing the beta for the spring update on the VR Real Fishing. That looks good. A couple of updates for that, which will be rolled into the new, uh, new game. That's about it, really. It's just been our ride. Oh, and I'm playing COD Zombies. Like, Dave and I played it Thursday. Tried to get on Outriders for the stream on Thursday. was for a short while, and then it kicked me out because of the server issues, which we will go into. And then played COD until, because it was Thursday, until about half one. Half one? Half one in the morning, yeah. It was it was good. I enjoyed it. It was real good fun. I am loving that one. The problem was we ran out of time. So again, uh, we were playing it and we we're just going around and killing as many zombies as I know to level up and so we can sucker punch our weapons. And I, I tell you what, the RPD four tier sucker punched twice is amazing. Sucker it doesn't punched. matter about your reload. Do you mean pack a punch? Pack a punched. What did I say? Sucker punch, pucker punch. <laughs> it's it's like 
for me, I have, look, this is my first coffee. Usually I have about three before I start the uh, episode. But I, I was up playing again last night because obviously it's the Easter. When, this is the yeah. opportunity to play some games. But when you have kids, it's the opportunity to absolutely cut a house because it, he needs it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got things to do in the flat as well. I've got to clean up and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it was like, I can play till late and I've got a little bit of a lie-in if I need it. Not much of a lion, and I thought, oh, actually, I need to get up. What time is it? Two. Uh, I managed to get onto Outriders at the end of the night because because of that, and and then I was playing till two, half two in the morning, and then it was like, mm, okay, move on and go to sleep. Uh, and then I overslept, and I woke up at eleven. Let's just say to everybody here, when we record this, we usually start at twelve. So I woke up an hour before the show, and that is to. No, be honest, have a shit shower, shave, walk the dog, and usually have three cups of coffee in that time. I must have never woken up. Oh, and do my reward points. So this is my first coffee. I've not even managed to finish it. So yeah, saying. So what was it again? To upgrade your guns. <laughs> Pack a punch. Pack a punch. So I said sucker punch, didn't I? Or something like that. Anyway, yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. Topics. First one of the day is the, how can I put this? The overly priced, but potentially they could be amazeballs, Bang & Olufsen's Xbox wireless headset. Oh. You go first, mate, because everyone knows if they listen to the uh, podcast, I uh, I collect consoles guitars and headphones like a woman like ladies you know collect handbags and shoes so well the first few episodes of the show the the headsets i wore were bang and olufsen and in the last episode uh as i painfully made apparent to everybody the my dog got hold of them for a second time the first time he just chewed one of the the cups, which still usable, you know, it wasn't completely and utterly shredded, but he somehow got hold of them again, which I still don't understand how he got on top of the fridge, but I don't know. Uh, got hold of them again, proceeded to chew them even more, but somehow through sheer, I don't know bit hard enough into one of the sides the side that contained the battery and managed to absolutely either pierce the battery or mangle the battery's connection to the rest of the headset because as I stripped what I could strip of it to see how damaged it was to see if I could potentially somehow wrap it in duct tape and fix the bastard uh, I discovered that the battery itself was the worst part of the whole thing so after a little trip to the vet and trying to explain to the vet dog somehow chewed a battery uh, the dog's fine but the headset is not Oh dear! and then this advert comes out Bang & Olufsen is making a headset which is for Xbox using the wireless the Bluetooth 5.1 it looks exactly like mine except it has a microphone now yeah, and my heart just screamed. 
They're a little bit. They're bigger ear cups, though, aren't they? I think this one, in comparison to yours, they're a bigger. Obviously, they're a bigger, they, yeah. They're kind of very, very similar to the Xbox wireless that they just released. It's almost the same design-ish, probably a little bit more streamlined. Yeah. And I'm wondering when I originally said maybe LG because they look similar to the way that um, not LG um, Lucid Sounds LS, sorry, Lucid Sounds had done. Uh, I thought Lucid Sounds, but it looks like Bang and Olufsen were involved in the concept for the cheaper model but not actually put any of their parts in it because otherwise it would not be a cheap model. And now they've come out with this one. Well, that, what do you think about the me, price range, though? I think the price is a bit mad, but I don't think it's insanely obscene, actually, because like, I don't have a mental job. I never really have. So the reason I had that Bang & Olufsen headset to begin with was because it came with my contract phone and it was you know, basically if I pre-ordered the phone like this amazing headset for 350 pounds so I thought you know what the phone looks good spec wise I'll take a chance and it's been the best headset I've ever had in terms of sound quality I've never had anything like that on my head in my life and I've had some pretty dear headsets in the past and if I hadn't owned one previously, I'd be like, no, that's overpriced as hell. It's absurd, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not worth it. But having had a set for over a year now and uh, just the sheer sound quality, when when the likes of Spotify and stuff, when they, they use the high quality audio codecs, we call them, the sound is unbelievable. So having something with that sort of level of audio quality designed to work with your Xbox, as in like through wireless, not wires, no stupid little dongle, is the sound quality is going to be off the charts. And if it's going to work with Dolby Atmos and stuff as well, then I think it's going to be a very hard headset to beat. Yeah, and for those that are listening or watching, uh, if you didn't know, the Bang & Olufsen Xbox headset that they released and, and press released about, with its all singing, all dancing, great headset, is currently RRP $500 or £500. So 500 quid to me is extortionate. Now, I know Bang & Olufsen. I know the quality that Bang & Olufsen do. They've been doing it for eons. I mean... I remember growing up as a kid, my folks were so chuffed that they got a second-hand Bang & Olufsen TV um, for a reason. For us. My dad was like, ooh, yeah, Bang & Olufsen. And this was before the, the the life of a proper true remote. This was the one which had the, yeah. the remote with the clicky buttons. And if that didn't work, Muggins here got, go on. I was the remote control. So that's how old I'm talking about. And all of a sudden I've been around and they had stereo sound speakers when stereo come out on the side of the TV, this massive TV with a CRT back. It was huge and it worked for years and it was a bomb. It was well expensive back then. So Bang & Olufsen have always been around and known as the, they're kind of like the designer brand, but they put quality into it. They're not just a name. And people don't, some people just don't realize who Bang & Olufsen, no one really is, is Bang & Olufsen, unless you've got like a HP. They did a run with HP and the speakers built into your laptops were Bang & Olufsen. So yeah, they've done. Now Bang & Olufsen has always been expensive Bang & and they've, they do produce quality. I do know they produce quality, but I think 500 pounds is 
way way out there like when when beats come out and because they were you know done by dr dre they were 250 quid and people were uproar about these sound systems being 250 quid yeah. and it was kind of like yeah but you know it's dr dre and it's kind of like oh my god like you're doing it because of a name and then eventually became normal my headsets i don't yeah, I'll, I'll fork out a bit for, for earphones and stuff like that, but I've never really gone over the 250 mark, to be honest. I and 250 pounds before. for... And mine with the good Sonys. I've got them Sonys with the touch. Like, you don't have to do anything. You can finger up, finger down, slap it to cut out the sound, blah, 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 all of that. And they were two... I spent 223 on them, so they lasted a while. But the Bang & Olufsen's... I'd love a pair. I can't justify buying a headset that's the same price as the console. I cannot. So the price needs to come down. The price marker needs to come down. On the other side of it, though, it does have some really cool little bits on it. And whether they're useful for people, like to me, my ears pricked up when they turned around and said, you can, because it's 5.0 Bluetooth and wireless, whatever, pair it to your Xbox and your PC, and you can have both sounds come in. You can manage the sounds between the two. So for someone who's streaming, having a wireless headset, having your Xbox information, you know, sounds coming through to your headset, but also having your alerts on your PC coming through into your headset at the same time, that is amazing. Because at the moment, my rig setup is I have my headset for the Series X, and I stream, and I'll have party chat with people, so I'm chatting there. But I have to have a speaker in the corner, and the problem with the speaker is... I can hear it, you can hear it, and that also goes through the microphone, so yeah. I have a risk of an echo. I think it's, and unless I play directly on PC. So that's me for the Bang & Olufsen's. I'd love a set. If anyone wants to gift me one, then that's fine. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Send, yeah. send it. I, I'll uh, uh, send you the PO box number. Um, or just if someone wants to send me £500 for me to buy them, and I'll send them proof of purchase, that's fine. Uh, I'm, they, has, I'm clutching the straws have these, here. Have they said what the price is going to be in the UK? I mean, if it's five, it will be the same. I will tell you, it'll be price matched because that's the whole thing. The the cheaper ones, and I'll come on to the cheap ones as well. So the the new Xbox wireless ones at the moment, they're ninety quid over here. They're ninety dollars in the states. Mm, no. I... For, for some 90, reason, again, they've Xbox. This is one thing. Quid. I've seen these or a similar one of these. Now these, aside from the Bang & Olufsen's, this is one of the best headsets I've ever had. And it's from a brand I had never heard of in my life. Rig. And yes, Rig. Was it Pl Platonic, Patronic or something? Plantronic, and, yeah. Plantronic yes. have been made. See, Plantronic have been making headsets for a while as well, but they make commercial. So Plantronic do... If you were in a call center, that little earpiece that you have, there's two there's two makes. And and people say, oh, it's Jabra. Well, Jabra is Plantronic. Uh, so yeah. Plantronic have been making in uh, like communication devices for a long, long time. And then they've got the rig division, which has been around for a little while, making them and, you know, the rigs that you've got. And they've got the higher end ones, the rig 800s that come out. They, they kind of died to death. They were expensive, but they were true wireless, but you had a box you had to plug into your Xbox in order for yeah. them to work. But they were lovely. Excuse me. If I seen another set of rigs and I was looking for a headset, I'd be at them again. No doubt. Yeah, you should keep an eye out for them. Um, the ones that didn't do too well were the ones I got, which were the rig 
600s, but they were the wired ones. For some reason, that didn't work. Although they they had the the um, adapter for the Xbox controller, the Xbox controller and the Dolby Atmos, beautiful. But yeah. for some reason, the headset design it was really lightweight. It's really small. I actually sent some to a friend of mine, and I think she used them for a while, but she doesn't use a microphone because they had a boom mic or a standard phone mic bit that plugs yeah. into the side. And for some reason, the the without monitoring, it was just the echo was crazy on it. And I think they yeah. it really let them down on that model. But apart from that, sound was beautiful on them. I I still use them on my Xbox downstairs to watch TV series, and movies because I can yeah. put my Dolby on, set it to movie. And then I'm sitting there just, you know, lunch times watching Star Trek or whatever. Yes, a bit of a trekkie sometimes. Um, watching Star Trek and um, and just it's just lovely sounds, lovely sounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the other thing. The Bang and Olufsen's when I plugged them into the Xbox, sometimes I would feel sort of that richer sound that the Dolby app gives me on these and then other times I wouldn't pick it up at all uh, when I, I've used these on a PS4 and I've used them on an Xbox One X and now a Series S and Dolby Atmos makes a moderately priced headset sound leaps and bounds better because the console's doing most of the work this is only getting you hear it yeah, it depends on the cups and everything. Showing my age before before uh, gaming conventions, uh, I used to go to music conventions. Hell, if someone's watching the video, know I've got guitars in the back, so I used to go to the music exchange and stuff on a regular basis. And um, Dolby surround sound was the, the big in thing at the time. Uh, you'd had. They just pretty much brought out 5.1 was the new new sound system set up. And I met Rodney Orpheus, this guy, and he was one of the pro creators of Dolby Surround and how to get that whole speaker system rig up that you can have where it just sounds like something's flying around your head. So yeah. I watched the progression of Dolby and they've been around for ages. I mean, they're in movies. They Dolby make the sounds and do the sound setups for my pretty much every movie has a version of Dolby done for the cinemas and everything. So Dolby's always going to kick ass when it comes to that side. And I think Windows were trying it with their Sonics. They're trying to compete with it. I know that Sony has their own 3D audio, which they've come out with now, which is the cool. Tempest engine or something, isn't it? Yeah, Tempest engine. Yeah. But, yeah. So Bang & Olufsen, £500 headset. If they reduce the price, might get them to add to my collection of ever-growing ear cups. <laughs> the Xbox wireless ones, the cheaper ones, I will say some of the feedback I've had from people are that they are good with the Dolby, but whether it's the Series X or whether it's the headset, there's a couple of issues with them. So they don't always connect. They disconnect. You can't hear anything, so the sound doesn't come through, but the mic is working or it's crackly. Now, the crackly thing I've heard, I think I've experienced as well. So I don't actually think it's the headsets. I think it's the Series X has got an issue and they need to do an update yeah. on software. Uh, the rest of it, I was I was literally in a party chat last night with someone who was turning around and going, he joined and he and we went, he went, hello. And we went, hey, yeah, how's it going? You know, how you been? Whatever. Hello. He's going, hello. 
we could hear him perfectly fine. Yeah. He could not hear us. And in the end, uh, who was in chat with me had to call him and say, come out of the pie chat, come back in and restart. So he literally had to reboot his old Xbox to come back in. And he went, oh, I can hear you now. And then it lasted all about 10 minutes and it was, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so I think they're good, but obviously they're off the shelf. They're pushed straight through and they're going to have issues again and they need to tweak them. And they're sold out of stock. So he's going, I don't know what to do. And I was like, just back them. They could be a faulty unit. They should have surplus replacement stock. Yeah. Companies usually do that. They never just go, we're sold out. We don't have any meaning. We're going to wait months. They'll always keep a small percentage for those that have already got them to swap them out, how that happens. Uh, yeah, so that's the Bang & Olufsen's. Have you got anything else to add to the headset menagerie? No. I was going to start looking at you know, newer rigs, but I decided it would be better just to wait until I actually have a console of my own again. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, no. My son loves the fact I play the Series S web from also, the fact that every game I buy, he gets. This is probably more to do with it. <laughs> and uh, he has my PS4 in his bedroom. So he gets to play Spider-Man and stuff whenever he wants. So, yeah. Right now, the current little situation, just more important things I need to get sorted first. Otherwise, I would be tracking down a series eggs like a, blood, like a bloodhound. But <clears throat> if one shows up on... Uh, our family account for a club book then I'll get it soon as but if not I'll wait until I've some other stuff done to the house and then just buy it cash outright somewhere yeah okay so I think it's time for I'm, I'm one of the clever people I'm I'm one of the clever people section of the show um, we've had a, another question come in this time I'm going to do it slightly differently so just to say, with our Anchor page and with the LOD for those that are listening uh, and those that are watching, if you ever want to, you can leave us voice messages. You can leave us questions, um, messages, suggestions, whatever, by going over to the Anchor. And it's the LOD perspective under BG4G hub, and you can leave a message. So we've got one. One second. Why is it when I decide to go into um, record a podcast, suddenly I get a tickly throat that wants me to continuously cough and deafen everybody? So sorry, I keep muting my mic in order to get rid of it. Not enough coffee. That's what it is. I need at least three cups to get rid of that. That's, that's probably what's wrong with me too. Yeah. So Plus, plus I have this little tear in front of me, distracting me. Oh, he's having some fun though. He keeps looking at me every, every, well, not every time I speak, but every now and again he thinks, oh, I can annoy daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's fine. Right. So the question is, and here we go. Hey, Mark. Hey, Paul. So I've got a question for you two legends. And uh, here it is. So I heard that you can do the recording thing. So, bada bing, bada boom, here I am. So my question for you guys are, if you could play a game, right, with anyone, rather be past on or present, 
you know um it can be celebs family you know anyone who would it be and why i want your top five all right guys stay awesome and stop well done lewis well done, Lewis. <laughs> well done, Lewis. You pressed stop. You didn't press stop. And you got on the show. Yeah, Lewis, you got on the show. Uh, right, Hi okay. Five. I lo- what, I- I'm going to ask a question back as well, and you can tell us, Lou, why is it always five with you? What is so good about the number five? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh Five, so I'm taking that as five people, past or present, that you would like to game with, or play a game with, and why. Mm. I'll go with my first one, which is I would like to play a game with Phil Spencer. I have been all that sliding doors thing of actually being in a party chat with him being a little starstruck i wasn't there for much long because of the time difference being starstruck and not really well not starstruck just don't know what to actually say at that point so you keep quiet and then just literally like really quickly at the end going i haven't said anything so i go right go later guys i'll see you later and boop, boop, and then leave the party chat so i've never actually played a game with him or had a conversation with him but i've been in a party chat with him very, very briefly. Very, very briefly. Uh, so, Spenny, and, and and why? Just because it's not fandom or anything. He's done really well with, with the whole Xbox. I think this gen and what's going on, he's done really well. And I think he's he seems like a really nice guy. And being in the gaming industry and us doing the media and whatever, it'd, it'd be nice to sit down. And I wouldn't pick his brains or try and get any intel in it. I just think it'd be just nice to play a couple of games with him. So that's number one for me. Number two? Isn't difficult, Lewis. Why do you have to have five? You know, one would have been good. I could have done it, been it, gone. Even two is a struggle. Two. Two. Well, there is one, actually. Uh, so number two would be, this is a random one, it's Will Meller. Who's that? So Will Meller played uh, Gaz in two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. And he was yes. also in a load of other stuff. He was in Line of Duty. He does acting all over the shop. He plays that. Um, now, I watch his podcast called Two Pints with him and Ralph Little. And he mentioned a couple of weeks ago that he got a Quest 2. Well, actually, did just before, at the end of Christmas, so in January, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, he mentioned that he's uh, got the Quest 2 and he's really enjoying fishing, <laughs> which means the only thing I could think that he could really enjoy, because the other game that's on Quest isn't fantastic, is that he plays real fishing. So I would really love to go fishing with him in VR, because I think that'd just be awesome to do that because I, I like I think he's funny I think him and Ralph Little together are really funny and I love their podcast so Will Meller for number two number three yeah now I'm struggling with number three have you got any I'll come back I have two off the top of my head at least uh, Henry Cavill simply because he is despite being godly at looking after himself uh he is an avid gamer 
I, I, I wouldn't even care what it is. I would just go right. No fanboying, no nerding out like mad just because Henry Cavill's there. Just right, sit down, lift the remote. What are we playing? Yeah, actually, I'd a, agree. I, I might stick yard. him as a number yeah. number three. I would have probably thought about him as well because I watched this video on him building his rig, like, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Henry Cavill's building a PC!" And it's just like, well, he is a bit of a gamer and he likes doing it. And I just thought that was awesome. That doesn't matter what kind of status he's got in his work life. This is his real life, and he's kind of intertwined it a yeah. little bit to show he's a bit of an avid geek. So yeah, sorry, carry on. I just number two would be uh, Gary Oldman. Just just the sheer <laughs> just just put something mental on. Something that is like I would say like a thriller or something and just have him sitting giving his own two cents about it and stuff like that. I think that'd be amazing. I don't necessarily think Gary Oldman's a gamer. He could be, I don't know. <laughs> but I just think like some of the interviews I've seen of him, I think he always comes off with something that's just, what do you say back to that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would, I would just love to see that. Plus, I also think he's a fucking brilliant actor. I probably wouldn't know what to say. I'd probably be like you, false sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. But this is really weird because uh, I'm not you. Uh, well, actually, I am like that in party chats. Most of the time, people jump into party chats with me all the time, and suddenly I go. Stumbleweeds. It's either because I'm concentrating on the game or because it's not I'm starstruck. It's it's more what do I start a conversation about? I'm one of those people. So, you know, if the if the conversation starts running and I, I can gain I can gauge their humor and their level because you've always got to be careful as well. Like you say something you can offend someone in chat, whatever. Oh, yeah. So you always, you know, it doesn't matter. You may not be offensive to someone, but it'll be offensive to another. And that's problem with society i'm not going to go down that route i'm saying you gauge their humor level don't you so you know whether they're on the same level as you or not but you in party chat you can't do that because you can't see them and you can't you've got to tread carefully and then you get the ball rolling and it can all go horribly wrong because you tread too far but that's the whole thing so it takes a while for me to get into a conversation on party chat surprisingly for those that listen yeah but gary gary oldman see i that would be like if i was Tweaking like movie wise, Gary Oldman and Tim Roth and me on a couch oh. co-op would be absolutely what. Yes. Yeah, I I think them two together are fantastic. And um, one of my all-time films is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, and that's a random film. If you've ever seen it, if not, you should check it out. So Gary Oldman and Tim Roth play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are the two messengers in Shakespeare's Hamlet. So it's a Shakespeare play, but it's done in the one of them's really intelligent, but doesn't get everything. And one of them's really stupid and comes up with stuff that hasn't invented yet was kind of the underlying comedy as they're trying to send a message from Hamlet to his uncle and vice versa. Anyway, so them two playing in there, it's just fantastic. I, I think I loved them two as actors from there on. So yeah, you Gary Oldman's pretty good. Um, who would I have as my number three, past or present? Like present, could be anyone. I'd like to play a game with my dad. I'm going to say my dad. Now the problem, uh, my dad is a gamer, but he's not an avid gamer. His gaming 
he was the one who introduced me into it you know he got the first console and he showed me how to build pcs and he got me into music as well you know everything my dad did i kind of did as well um and he played games and we would play them all the time he was the cool dad in the group and i kind of loved that because everyone would go what are we up to should we go out or whatever no let's go around paul's house because ian's at home uh, why? Because he's going to sew some weird shit on the internet because we were the only <laughs> ones that had some internet. I'm telling you, he was the one who actually probably kept Steak and Cheese, the website, alive for many years. And if anyone knows what Steak and Cheese is, they'll understand. Um, it was wrong on many accounts. Um, and I like cheeseburgers as well, the cats, cats one, lol cats. All of that. Uh, that, was, that was shown at my house and people would come around just for a laugh with my dad. I'm sure they were my friends. They were more my dad's friends. But his gaming went from PC that base, and then it started concentrating purely on flight sim and being in the RAF and his flights and loving everything about flight sim. It became honed to the point where he is, I would say he's a true gamer of flight sim. I mean, he created yeah. a new account. He makes skins for people. People come to him commission to make skins for their aircraft because he can remember and he knows all of the the the, the shape so like a dc10 but with like laker air on it and stuff like that and yeah stuff that you don't see anymore he knew them because he was an avid tra uh flight you know plane spotter we used to go out as well and four o'clock in the morning flight you know drive down to luton or gatwick or go to farnborough or whatever it'd be random it's like getting up now why are we getting up don't worry get in and be in a car and the next thing i know it's like six o'clock in the morning, sitting outside in the middle of the field, going, what are we doing here? And it's an air show. It's like, whoa. So, yeah, <laughs> I would love to play a game with him, not Flight Sim, because I installed Flight Sim on, tried it out, and for some reason I couldn't get into it, so I uninstalled it. I've got no achievements on it. I've got nothing on it. And as I felt ashamed. I felt ashamed because my dad has the whole rig. I mean, he has the yoke, the pedals, the controllers, screens. He's got six or seven like eight terabyte hard drives full of skins and designs. He's got every version of Flight Sim. Um, I even gave him an ultimate pass so he could try out Flight Sim, the new version, on Games Pass because it was day and date coming onto the PC. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, can you get a code kind of thing? Because he, he kind of clocked that I was doing this type of thing. I said, well, I can, but you're going to have to do a review for it, Dad. I'm not going to give it to you for nothing. But if I do get one, I'll, I'll give one to you. Um, but I gave him a 14-day code so he could get the uh, ultimate and try it there. Yeah. Did he use it? He just went and bought it. And I was like, which one did you buy? And he's like, oh, I'd spent 125 quid on it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, can I not get you anything for your birthday? Like, he turns around and says, oh, I need a new, you know, S uh, SSD or an M2 memory card. I'm like, I'm not forking out 800 quid or whatever for this memory card you want because you want an extra three terabytes to put your goddamn skins on. You could do that yourself. But had you said you wanted Flight Sim, I would have bought your Flight Sim. I'll get your software. I'm not going the hard way, cheeky sod. So I would love to play with him, um, but not Flight Sim. I'd like to play another game with him. He actually mentioned on post on Facebook that he was interested in the VR, but he will never get one. Um, the only reason, because it's tied to your Facebook account, and my dad's been banned more times in the last year than anyone I know in history. I'm surprised he still has an account. He's literally just got out of another ban for offending someone within <laughs> uh, the last 30 days. He actually, uh, honorary, every time he comes back, he posts up Facebook jail veteran. He's got a, like a, he's got a whole medal kind of 
rack that he posts up as his first image when he comes out of it. That's funny. So, <laughs> so yeah, my dad would be my number three. What about you? You got Henry Carville, Gary Oldman. I would want. This will probably count as my last, my last set, only because there's so many of them. I would like the captain from Captain Pike from Discovery season two. Captain Saru. Shouldn't I say the actors' names? Uh, Patrick Stewart and oh, I can't remember what you call Catherine Janeway's actress. I would love those four captains. All right. All of us trying out the Star Trek bridge crew. <laughs> See if you do. I, it would be insane. That would be funny. That would be funny, actually. I didn't think about the Star Trek side of things. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I always do. It's, I have Star Trek in the head. Well, like you know that I've been watching, obviously, the uh, next gen. I've rerun the entire se- series. I do like it. What else? Who else have I got? Hmm. Well, it's an odd one. I only need two more, past and present, that I would like to play if I could. If I could. If I could. See, I, I play with quite a few people, so it's quite difficult. And the problem is that as well, is if there's anyone that was like family, if I was going family and friends kind of thing, or friends I play with anyway, but there's family and friends, I know that I'd offend my family. Just me saying playing with my dad now is probably going to offend both my sisters. <laughs> and they're going to watch this and I'm never going to uh, I play Fortnite with my nephew, so, you know, already do that. And my nieces play, they don't really play games much. They're more TikTok fans, aren't they? So family-wise, there isn't anyone I would play with. So it'd have to be celebrity-wise or someone completely random. I was thinking, like, could you think of, like, a really, really old notary histo- historic person that you could probably play with? Like... Actually, if you could, if I could, this is a random one. I would just want to see what his reaction would be. Would be to sit down and play a game, play Fallout, any of them, of the newer ones, with Nikola Nikolai Tesla. Is this before or after he's calling everything witchcraft and trying to smash your shit up? <laughs> <laughs> Turn the TV on, he probably be like. Ah! Well, Nikolai Tesla developed electricity and was a key inventor. That's why Elon Musk named his electrical cars Tesla. You know, he came up with so much stuff. He invented stuff. And the other one would be um, Leonardo da Vinci. Can you imagine him? Da Vinci? I think da Vinci would handle it better, to be honest. You reckon? Well, just look at all the different ideas that guy had. I mean... I know it's a game, but Assassin's Creed 2, the amount of different things that it depicts that he came off with, that they basically copy and pasted from, you know, real life drawings and stuff. Yeah. I'd say that's just think the irony, though, wouldn't it? Weird nightmares. Yeah. The irony of playing Fallout with Tesla, considering heavily influenced about the the, the designs of, of the electricity usage within the Fallout world or universe. There would be my five there. There you go. You don't have any more to add? No, I think my Star Trek one kind of got all of them. Yeah, that got all of them, didn't it? You covered all of them. I could have done all five of that one, (laughs) go. See, neither of us would have mentioned data because that would have, you'd never win. It'd not be fun, would it? No, he would just kick everybody's ass. He would just do everything for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Thank you, Lewis, for that question. And hopefully that answered it for you. You liked our answers. 
so a couple of things. Uh, anyone, anyone believing that Infinite was being delayed? Ha 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 on you. Uh, so we, I was going to bring up about the whole fact that like Kontaku and a couple of journos actually believed it. So there was a tweet that came out last week. It was probably April. It probably three days ago. I think it was for the April Fools. If not, it was before. Actually, it wasn't. It was before April Fools. So it wasn't even April Fools. It was just a troll doing it, pretending to be three four three Industries, saying that Halo Infinite was fur further delayed till God knows when in twenty twenty two. Mm -hmm. uproar on twitter people ah when you look at it it was signed off by a dev that hasn't actually been there for many years and so much so was it done that people will that there were a couple of journalists and media sites including kontaku who actually did kotaku. articles yeah kotaku did an article on it saying halo influence delayed until further notice or 2022 and it was like did you not fact check did you not check the validation of it? Should you I not would, have contracts? I would say this is part of the reason why people are constantly thinking that games-based journalism and media sites and stuff like that are dying and slipping and stuff like that. It's because some of them just do not put the work in anymore, even the big ones. No. Uh, it makes them look so... I don't really know how to say this without swearing, but it just makes them look so backwards. Yeah, it's 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 bad because I mean we we try I'll say try because you can never hundred percent sure sometimes it can slip through but this is too often with this one was like well, no have a laugh fact check what we're gonna put on we don't put rumors on our site because we don't want that what's the point it it's not like a, a tweet lasts eighteen seconds after that it's dead so actually stuff like that rumor well, we won't put on I was just I was actually shocked at how many actually decided. There's a tweet, and within I'm literally shocked. half an hour, they had actually done an article on it. Actually, I'm, actually shocked. I'm actually shocked that this is the first I've heard of it. But Did April you... Fool's was my wife and my son's birthday, so I was I was on a different bloody planet. I don't day. think it actually came out on April Fool's, though. That's the whole thing. It was last week, and it was before April Fool's, so it was more like a trolling. Clearly, it was done to get you know, Xbox backs up to kick off and it was that whole fanboying thing again. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, so one of those to talk about fanboying. Yes, we do. So <laughs> that was just a brief one. I, I thought I just want to see you know about it, but I just thought, you know, journos really if should it was true. Check. If it was true, if if it was true, yeah, it would probably be mind blowing news because like, come on. They said it was more that it was only so many months away from being ready the last time we seen it. And then they delayed it a full year to improve everything because, you know, fans, it didn't meet fans' expectations and sort of quality and stuff that they were wanting from Halo. But the demand but, side of things is probably a bit much now from fans that it causes games to come out that aren't 100%. And then they complain yeah. that games aren't 100% when they come out. If 343 did actually turn around and say, listen, we have got some major bugs that need to be fixed, or this needs to be done, we're going to have to delay it. Me, personally, I'd go, well, fair enough, it's been delayed. I've There's loads of games that get yeah. delayed, delayed, many, delayed, delayed. Too many AAA games. Like, Sony up the price to 70 for the games, and fair enough, Like a lot of the first-party exclusives that come out for Sony, with the exception of Days Gone, come out with relatively few bugs. It's good experience, stuff like that. But in the case of all the other games, which are now going to copy the same 
price point, most, I would say, 9 out of 10 AAA games now come out and there is something noticeable about them, be it a bug, be it something that's unintended, be it littered with exploits or poorly balanced, stuff like that. No AAA game comes out now and it just works as intended. Even so, the serv- even the service model ones have issues, yes. and we can go into yes. one of them later on. But for for instance, I mean, like Fortnite. I play Fortnite. I'll admit, I play Fortnite. I enjoy playing Fortnite, and it's a good laugh. And there's a couple of people I've actually made friends. They are older people, by the way. It's not some random weird thing. I don't befriend children on Fortnite. I avoid them like a plague. But people who I know play it, and I've joined in with them, and I've made friends with their friends on Fortnite, and it's a good laugh. Now the new season's come out, and I'm I'm not enjoying it 100 percent because they've tweaked things to ca- carry on the storyline kind of thing, but they've added this new bit into it, and it's just not it's just not gelling. And there are glitches, and what's happening is there are people putting videos up showing you these exploits to get them. Like one of them actually gives you infinite health and shield, which in a battle royale, it's just like why would you do it? It's like the video shows him standing in the storm. And Storm takes five five out of your life every time it clicks. Yeah. So every click is a five reduction, which means if you're too far in the Storm, you're going to get to it. It's going to kill you. He's standing in it, emoting and dancing, and it's going 95, 100, 95, 100, 95, 100. Eventually, when he gets to the darker side of the ring, it will kill him. But he's just showing this, and he's like a glitch, and it's really easy to do. So like there's, just like, there's exploits that are too much, yeah. and they fixed it. They have fixed it because they've clearly seen that this video had millions of hits and then you've got all the sweaties suddenly doing this and it's just like, it's not fun anymore. It's just the cuddle, the cuddlefish in it were didn't have its damage value come up at the top because it's like C4. You could use yeah. three cuddlefish and you could wipe out an entire squad if they were boxed in, like with one shot. Bong, three people killed instantly. So they've yeah. nerfed that and they said they've nerfed the shotguns and they haven't. So I'm just not really enjoying it because of the exploits in it. So everything has it, even the live services and uh, uh, whatever. Yeah, that's like war- me with Warzone. I was playing Warzone a good bit there for a while, uh, but I literally, literally just uninstalled it there the other day. I mean, every every time we get a new season in Warzone, as uh, the update causes more problems than you know it solves. So yeah, with the new content coming in. It's unbalancing things. Uh, like, for example, now, if you die in Warzone, chances are it's an FFAR. So it's one gun that everybody uses, which is a problem. It means all the guns are not balanced at all. Mm. When the MAC-10 was first introduced, when the Cold War integration was brought into Warzone, if you were up close, all you seen. Uh, yeah. Season 2 there started, and a glitch, which was in the game for a, a while, which they fixed has now been reintroduced somehow, which is a stim glitch, which is essentially like the glitch you just described, but you can do it for the entirety of the round and everybody else will have died to the, the gas cloud and you're still standing there stimming away, happy as Laurie, perfectly fine. And yeah. when by default. So seeing all these on Twitter and seeing some of the content creators I follow and watch on YouTube actually showing me that they think it's easier to do it this time than it was the last time. And I just, it's just another big AAA game that constantly goes, here's a patch along with X amount of more problems. 
only certain people call out the problems. Everybody else is busy playing it, and nothing seems to get better. It's so that typical thing. Think... You you change a bit of code, you're going to change it, and fundamentally that might have a knock-in effect further down the line, and it could overwrite something that you do, which was a fix for an original glitch. Yeah. It happens. I understand that. They need to fix them. They need to fix them quicker, though, because there's a lot yeah. of... Uh, that's the thing that spoils it for me is a little bit where they get exploited. I was tempted. I was tempted to try it just to see what it was like, not so that I could win, just to see whether it was something that could be done. But I don't like that because it just makes it an unfair advantage. And then just when when you are aware of that situation, it makes it a bit of a doggy thing. Like you go, oh, that's just yeah. not fair. That's, that's, that's tantamount to cheating if you know that yeah. and you're going to do it. And then on the other side is if you don't know, you're starting to question how good you are. I'm not fantastic, but you start questioning how good you are because there's this one lot that constantly yeah. rip you. And you're like, uh, like that started getting me into the habit of going, is he cheating or isn't he cheating? Or my God, getting frustrated that I died and going, he must be yeah. cheating. And I don't like that mentality because I don't want to do that. It should be good I, game. Yeah, we, You've done really we well. You did that yeah. really well. Yeah, we play play for fun and enjoyment and the unwind. We don't play to get absolutely raging. Yeah, you, you don't want to be... You, that's the thing. You get more pent up now playing these type of games, which you shouldn't be. It should be just for fun. That's why sometimes I'll switch off private and I'll switch to I'm offline and play single players. I'm going back to my single players again. Yeah. Well, in my case, I uninstalled Warzone and I won't be putting it back on until the... I would say extraordinarily late Cold War map comes to Warzone. They've just done the update of the maps now. I've just had them. I've just had like a massive update on the Warzone. I've not yep. looked at it at all. So I'd be waiting and watching. And if they're still going on about bugs and glitches and all that stuff, I don't know if I'll even bother with Warzone again. Is it more it's that they're like, being brought to our attention? They've always been there, and now people are actually well, exploiting them. Or look, people, there are people out the there fact, that specifically look for yeah. them to see if they can get a, a, a win out of it. That, that uh, content creators, big ones, which a lot of ones I follow, migrated from Battlefield when it wasn't doing well to Warzone because Warzone's the closest thing to a Battlefield experience that you can get right now. So the fact that they which, in one hand, them highlighting it is a good way of trying to get it the developer's attention. But in the other hand, they're also broadcasting it to thousands and thousands of people that could go, hang on, that looks like it'd be fun. That looks like it could win me some more matches. I could make my stats look better. Because there's people out there that are like that. They will buy a Cronus Max. They will buy anything they can find, which could possibly make their stats better than yours. So I know in is it I think, I think it was in South Korea actually this uh, week or last week there was a massive international raid on cheat bot runners mm -hmm. like they they had like they raided this like the the police I think actually raided this place there was an international investigation into it raided this place and they walk into his garage and he's got maybe 10 15 high end luxury cars from like a Lamborghini right through mm -hmm. They raided his house millions. So he was creating a cheat bot or aim bot for mm. games and charging a monthly subscription of 10 to 20 pounds a month to utilize it. They yeah. classified it as a thing. So there was a national international clampdown on it and actually like I think it was like two hundred million 
investment into this thing that they yeah. managed to stop. And that's the type of thing now. There's like aimbots, everything using in Warzone or whatever. It's just think, don't spoil the game. Just have fun. Yeah, I'm shit at shooting. Then I die. Fair play. I'll reborn that, or that, I'll do another match. Not that actually leads on to my thoughts and stance on crossplay. It's I love the idea of crossplay. I hope that it's always going to be there. But right now, because of this whole bot aimbotting and just the sheer plague of cheaters there is on PC. I'm not saying everybody that plays PC is a cheater or uses cheats, but no. <clears throat> the sheer amount, the majority of cheaters, I would say at least 97% of all the cheaters which ruin games for everybody else are on PC. So when you're playing a game like Warzone that's cross-play with the consoles and the PC, it's getting far more publicity now than it would have otherwise because some PC players have become sort of tone deaf to it because it's always been there, in yeah. my opinion. Whereas console players are seeing this shit for like, since only maybe for a few years and they're not reacting to it well and it's everywhere. I've got to say that as well. But like the one thing that is kind of with the PC side in Warzone is I think it's okay for you to use, they've got a condition that it's okay to use an aimbot within the training section or whatever. Or there's a, there's a certain thing that's okay. Because I saw a major streamer who got punked, well, basically was playing and had forgotten to turn his aimbot off, apparently. And he goes, oh, my God. And he noticed in, in game, he's like, oh, my God, I've got, I've got my thingy on. I, that was only for training. I'll turn that off. You see him turn it off uh, there. But it's kind of like, well, it, it's, it just should not be okay in any way, shape or form. Just yeah. don't have it that, well, you can use it in training, but you can't use it in live matches. Well, no, just... No, just not it have a bot. End I, off. It shouldn't be allowed in it. I don't think it should be allowed in any game. No, period. no. What what assistance? What, you, what aim assistance do you need apart from the one that they build in them games themselves, which doesn't fully work? The Outriders one. I'll tell you what. The Outriders aim assist on the game, and we'll go into Outriders later on. Actually, works better on the PC than the console. I don't think it actually works on the console. So that shows you the, the difference when it comes to how aimbots work. Because you integrate one into the game on the console base, your aim assist, which is supposed to aim assist you and help you just move you, nudge you into the direction. On console, it just doesn't seem to work. Whereas I played it on the PC and whoop, it was there. It was just yeah. bang, goes straight in. I personally don't use aimbots. I don't use cheat bots. Just don't. Like my idea of a cheat was when you get frustrated on GTA and eventually you know the all the up, downs, left, rights, right button, left button, trigger or whatever to yeah. to you know bring a, a, a tank in, you know, things like that. And that was when you're playing a game on your own. Never would I do it online or anything like that. Now it's your credit card, isn't it? You give your credit yeah. card across to get your cheats. So yeah, but fanboying, we were on the subject of fanboying and we went off on a tangent and we are quickly struggling running back to the main road of this podcast, which was MLB going to Xbox. What do you think? I I thought it was good for fans of baseball. I mean, like what I said, I've said prior about the likes of crossplay and stuff, your console preference shouldn't be where your friends play. It should be where you want to play. So the likes of the fact that more games are coming to both platforms and you're able to play with your friends doesn't matter what they've got I think is great so a year or so ago when they announced the MLB the show would be coming to the Xbox and the PlayStation still being developed 
by a PlayStation studio and published by PlayStation, I thought, well, it's not that unusual. Microsoft already does that on every other platform with Minecraft. So at the time, I wasn't overly, you know, there wasn't a real big alarm bells going in my head around. But now that it's actually coming out and we've seen a trailer announcing that it's coming day and date into Game Pass, I have seen so many people online. I mean, I've muted so many fanboys and so many terms and phrases and stuff on Twitter. And I'm still scrolling. I'm seeing my Battlefield stuff, my College A stuff, BG4G stuff. But I'm still in amongst it all, seeing people literally, well, I wouldn't say literally, but attacking each other over the fact that people on PlayStation are going to have to pay £70 for this game. People on Xbox will have to just turn on Game Pass for a month to play this game. And it's some people are going crazy. I've even it's seen a subscription people, model, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. I've even seen some people who I know in the past, I don't follow anymore, but are diehard PlayStation fans. Their reason for being diehard PlayStation fans is that the exclusives are consistently worth the money. So somebody retweeted something they said and said, I'm confused. Is this a $70 game or a $1 bargain bucket sort of game? You know, that sort of, oh, it's not worth much if it's getting the Game Pass sort of mentality. But the responses from the person that had been retweeted below were just absolute vicious nonsense attacks i mean this guy was poking fun at his stance on games and instead of just taking it as a man saying look i was wrong blah 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 look everyone should enjoy playing this game it's just a pity playstation does not have an answer to game pass but if that's where you prefer to play fine he just gets on like absolute grown man baby and it just descends into the usual fanboy nonsense yeah, I mean, like that's the thing I've I've noticed a lot about it, and that uh, and with the fanboying thing, it's that typical jumpers for goalposts. We're just going to move them. Like the narrative has changed, and it's something else now. I saw someone put up, well, now Games Pass is worth something because it's got a seventy dollar game in it. So you've, you've you've finally made Game Pass worthy of being Game Pass because this one you paid one hundred and twenty for a seventy dollar game. You know, me personally, I don't give a tinker's cuss about the MLB. It's a sports game. I'm not interested. I don't care. If I play it, I play it. I'll probably only play it if it's probably got some achievements or reward points to go against playing it. Apart from that, I don't really care. And I don't really care about the fanboying either. Play the games you want to play. It's a bit of a... I can understand it's a bit of a burn when... But that's the model you've chosen. That is the console you've chosen. You've chosen their model. People go to Xbox because they want to play on an Xbox, but they probably saw that there was value in the Games Pass. So they've got a subscription model. PlayStation, you want to play play Sony games because they're exclusives, but then you have you don't have a subscription model, so you have to buy your games. It's That's what it is. At the end of the day, you chose your model. And getting angry about the other model and those that play it is just absolutely ridiculous. That just shows yeah, that you're angry about your decision rather yeah. than what they're going on on the other one. Does it matter? Yeah. Do we like, care? 
last generation, I could see this sort of reaction because Game Pass was born during the generation, whereas yeah. this time round, it's more mature. It's there already. This person's made a conscious decision to stick with PlayStation, even with the seventy-pound games, and even with the no, no response or no similar service to Game Pass aside from PlayStation Now. But that's different. That's more like a, a library sort of thing. Uh, they made this conscious decision, purchasing the PlayStation, knowing that the PlayStation does not have something like this, and now that he's paying seventy pounds yet somebody else with Game Pass can play the game as part of their subscription is triggering these people. I mean, the other thing is the subscription service. There's no guarantee that uh, we don't know the agreement that's been put on there, but MLB will probably only be a timed Games Pass one. They usually come in and go. Yeah. It's like not going to be a Rockstar with Red Dead only... 2. It was only there for a while. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think like only Microsoft Studio ones are probably going in there permanently. Anything else will be timed. So... Yeah. You know, yes, they can. They don't get it for free. They've obviously subscribed for their Games Pass. Once they get into that, they will have it for a set amount of time. That could be a month. That could be three months. That could be six months. We just don't yeah. know. Which means, is it value? It's well, if you really enjoy the game. The whole point of Game Pass is you you play it. If it's timed, when it gets to the end, if you really like the game, you're probably going to buy it anyway. And yeah. at that point, it's discounted. And you, yeah, and you get a discount. Like, so effectively, the show is on on it, and it goes after a couple of months, and you pay for it. It's not going to cost you the seventy pound that this other person has paid as well. So either either way, you're getting a better deal than they are. But not not They're that getting... far off, is it really? Because if yeah. you really wanted to buy, it, you could buy there and then. But oh, yeah. for example, Red Dead, when that came out and that was on there, I got it goes fast. I didn't get to play it. I forgot about it. Then I went to go. It said you don't own this game. You got to buy it. Did you want to buy it? It would still cost me, and I think at the point, getting the version was like 30, 40 quid. So it's kind of like, okay, but I've got Game Pass, so I've subscribed to Game Pass. If you were to equate a certain percentage of it, say the game was at the current, at the time when I wanted to buy it, if you went to buy it physical or you bought it on PlayStation, how much are we talking? 50 quid? Red Dead? Now? When it kept, oh, no. Not when it first came out, because you've got to think about it, it's the time on. If you bought it at 70 quid... Uh, when it first come out, and you play it for six months, if you went to take that for exchange or you try to sell it on, it's not going to be worth sixty quid, is it? Whereas me buying it now, it. Yeah. me buying it now at fifty, and I've been playing for six months on Game Pass, and six yeah. months on my Game Pass cost me forty quid. I mean, that's loads of other games. Obviously, you get in that taking a percentage of it, it's still going to cost me like forty five. It's cost me about forty five fifty quid. So. Yeah. It's it's just they're exactly the same. Just they're they're exactly the same in value almost. The value for money is a loss leader. They get you in for a dollar. People are just burnt by the fact that obviously they've probably got three years and it's only cost them a dollar or a quid, and yeah. and, and that's only going to run for a certain amount of time. Then that's going to stop, and then you're going to have to be paying for it, and it's going to cost you ten fifteen pound a month um, subscription. Yeah. And like I said in the last one, you know, there was that whole thing about the EA Play, using the EA Play to get it. You know, I paid 20 quid and, and got four months worth of Game Pass. That's that's an exploit. <laughs> you know, that's using an exploit to gain an extra four months of, uh, well, technically I bought it, but I bought it for, what, 10, 15, 20, 
20 quid cheaper. You know, that's 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 how it goes. You look for a bargain. And that's what this jaded thing, I think, with the fanboyism is, is they don't see it as in you're looking for bargains. Like, I have all almost all platforms. And um, I bought Outriders. We know about that. The Curse of the South Ward hit. It went to Games Pass. The Curse of the South Ward is still hitting. I bought it on PC. So I bought, and I kept it. I kept that pre-order. I got the Cerberus uh, add-on, the Hell Rangers. Got that for their uh, Xbox, and I've got it on PC. So I actually paid 50. So I paid 100 quid for Outriders Yeah, on both. I didn't know that there was no... I, I stupidly forgot. This was a brain fart on my side when it comes to Outriders. There's no cross-platform save. Oh. 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 That explains my problems this morning. Yeah. Um, the demo, <laughs> so the demo I, I on so, into the same screen. Yeah, there's no like... cross-platform. There is cross-generation. Yeah. There is no cross-platform. So I played the demo on the Xbox. I played the live game for a bit, and we'll go into all the hoo-ha with it anyway. But then I got it on the PC, and I played it last night on the PC, and I had to start from scratch, like the prologue. And I was like, where's, 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 where can I update? So I had to look it up. And said, no, it doesn't have it. It has it's it cross. Prologue does not hope- save. <laughs> no. So hopefully, what they will do is they will. They, they, there could be tweaks later on. They might add that because they've got the old gen to next gen crossover, cross save. That works. Just not cross platform. If they ever put that in, they put that in. So it's a start scratch on the PC, which was kind of 50 50 for me at the time. I think I was a bit tired, but I was kind of like, I'm loving the game. I love playing Outriders. I'm really enjoying it. And starting from scratch again, I was kind of head rushing into it. And I was kind of like, I'm losing the edge on it. I don't know if I can do it again. So I'm hoping it will revamp me. It could be just because I was tired. So Outriders came out 1st of April. And playing the game, the game is awesome. I can see it's got some... Good points to it. I've got some great graphics. I'm kind of enjoying the storyline at the moment. I know when Tom was here, he didn't think it. It was that whole thing. I'm loving the storyline. I'm loving what you have to do and how some of the interactions in it. But then on Thursday while streaming, the uh, Square Enix servers shat the bed. That's all I can say. They just literally shat themselves. And it cut off mid-game. And then it cut off again. And it cut off again. And it cut off again. Yesterday, played it in the morning. Was playing for maybe two hours. Then the servers died. Actually, wasn't in the morning. It was the afternoon. So that would have been like two hours worth of gameplay. And then it killed it at about half six when everyone wanted to kick in. So the world kicked in because that's when America might have been getting up and we were tiring yeah. off. Shat the bed. So much so that they were tweeting out that they had to do what they called a turn it off and back on again moment, which means what they did was they literally had to reboot all the servers, not just the one that was probably causing the issue, all the servers. So no console, no PC, no game, complete reboot to get it back. And then when I managed to get in, there was an update, which they're doing, which I think is great. Update saying they've turned crossplay off for PC. That's where it's coming from. Because as soon as the PCs went live at five o'clock on Thursday, completely bombed. 
it's unfortunate. It's a really powerful game. And I don't like the feedback that they're getting on Twitter. I think, yes, I was frustrated that it wasn't working. And yeah. I felt like I was having an anthem moment because you remember my rant three years ago with EA not letting us in for the servers and sort your shit out. Yeah. This is Square Enix. And with Square Enix, it's kind of like they've not experienced, I don't think personally, and I might be wrong, you might be able to prove me wrong, they, they haven't experienced this vast amount of surging into the server. Have they? I don't think so. Everyone's going, well, they didn't do that well because Outriders only had 2.2 million demo plays. Well, I mean, shit. <coughs> they were having 100,000 people trying to hit a server at any one time. And anyone wants to estimate that, usually your web pages that fall over when you have your Xbox exclusives, like, you know, Xbox launch, when the console was launched, web pages were falling over left, right, and center because you had more than 50,000 people attacking a web page, which goes into a server which is a lot bigger. 100,000 yeah. people trying to get in every... I'd probably say that was probably trying to get in every every minute, 100,000. Yeah. God knows what the figures are. It's highly successful, but the servers haven't handled. So let's see what happens today. I just think a couple of tweaks, and I feel sorry for... What's it called? They, uh, what's the dev called? Something can't fly, can fly, isn't it? Yeah, people can fly. They're getting it in the neck, and I think that's unfortunate. They're not the ones who are causing this. Square Enix no. is trying their best to get it because it has been really successful. And I don't want it to bomb like Anthem. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about because of the curse of Mask. I don't want it. And I've seen people go, well, I want it. It was literally on Thursday. It come out. It got live on PC at 5 o'clock. The servers died. 6.30, there were tweets. That's an hour and a half of issues that they'd already posted. They had issues of people tweeting they wanted a refund. I am not. Nonsense. Just... What, what people are gamers are too there's a lot of gamers now especially the vocal ones who are just so entitled now need a good clip around the year that's what they need yeah like i've i've said on multiple occasions and had the backlash from saying it publicly as well that i i battlefield 5 was not a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination but a lot of its problems was the sheer entitlement that the community had developed over the years and when the devs weren't giving them what the community wanted, it didn't matter what DICE did. Every update was labelled trash. Every content drop was stupid and rubbish. And these are rubbish maps. Oh, man. A community can make or kill a game. And yeah. hopefully Outriders will have a big enough community gather around it that keeps it going. I'm interested to see their roadmap because... From what I've heard, doing the campaign is probably about 25 hours worth mm -hmm. with the side missions. Uh, I've seen someone post that up, that it took them 25 hours, campaign, uh, whatever. It'll take me a bit longer. I've done a majority of it. I'm enjoying it. I like the auto upgrade of the tiers. I'm, I'm liking what's going on with it. I'm enjoying the story. I'm liking the graphics. The gameplay is good. There, there's a couple of tweaks. I had to down the sensitivity on the look around because shooting wasn't spot on but these are tweaks that can be done i've not had any major issues apart from the servers you're always going to get glitches in games you always get one or two and i don't think i've had i've not personally had any just yet touch wood uh had a gameplay played it thursday stream yet the stream kind of died on that and then he ended up going into zombies yesterday tried it in during the day because i thought okay after everything i've done in the morning i'll just have a games day and just play it played it and then the servers died at 
half six and again and then there was the whole thing of the tweets everywhere i mean even people i know that were streaming changed games over because they couldn't get obviously get on like i did yep. on the thursday <clears throat> i was in their chat i was feeding them information because obviously the film they were going i'm oh, really sorry for you spent so much money on this game you can't play it i'm like dude it's 48 hours like i was frustrated because i can't play the game I think they do need to maybe have a look at maybe having an offline mode for single solos because literally for the last 48 hours I've been playing on my own. Like yeah, I've played I it. I haven't seen, well, then again, I haven't played the prologue yet because every time I play, I get so far into the prologue and then I get interrupted and have to come off it. And then when I come back on, I discovered that nothing has saved and I have to start it You again. can get through the prologue quite quickly if you um, skip the FMVs. Just skip them. You'll get through it really quickly. Enough to get to the save. You need to get to the end of the challenge and then you're in the main town and you can skip all the FMVs. You, you'll jump in. Um, unless you really wanted to watch them because I thought you might have already seen them from the demo. No, I've already seen them. And yeah, I have skip. been trying to skip them. At the last point there before I turned it off before the show was, I don't know if it's spoiler territory considering it was a demo, but when your captain gets shot in the head and then you get into the combat, versus other soldiers that's where i left off oh right now you do need to get to that point to the next stage bit it cuts so you need to get through that bit and then then you can i need to make skip sure the fmv and then you're straight into the next bit and that's fine yeah, yeah i did that on the did that on the pc last night so that's what i'm saying like the pc one i was kind of a bit like oh i've got to do this all again and i think that was more because i was tired because i played it kick the servers off. I was updating everybody on the streams that I was in their chat saying, look, you know, they've said they're doing the server. How long the server reset takes is, is another thing, but I've just, I know that that's got a problem and bear, bear with it. And everyone's going, Ooh, you like, you've spent your money. I was like, yeah, it's a curse of me. I've got an issue with it, but I'm hoping it's only a temporary one on this and that it'll kick off. I feel unfortunate that if this has tarnished the game in any way, that's unfortunate. And that's what happened to Anthem. That's what's happened to Cyberpunk. You know, it's tarnished it. People don't go back to it. And I think it's only 48 hours. People are really too short-fused at the moment to give anything a bit of leeway. Yeah. And I saw some tweets from the guys and the market, like a influencer for, ES, for, sorry, for Square Enix, an influencer saying, I'm getting verbal and DM abuse over the server issues. Come on now, that's just not acceptable. He's an influencer. He's not even, he deals with the marketing. He even actually, hey. You know what I mean? He's there to market games. He's not there. He doesn't, he gets a bit of a, uh, a nudge now and then for, for sorting that out, but he's not actually anything to do with the servers. It's just yeah. like, you know, I could put like my job is like, you know, I'm janitor at one of EA, you know, uh, sorry, Square Enix's buildings. And I'll probably get abuse. And I'm thinking that is disgusting. Come on. Like this is, it's a game at the end of the day. I got frustrated about the fact that the servers weren't working. And yeah, but I've, I've still got that PTSD from Anthem. So I don't need to get annoyed about it anymore because that's what right. you expect with that amount of things. And at least they're sorting it out. At least they're being on there showing you every minute that they're trying to fix it. And then someone's saying, switch it off they were being tongue-in-cheek when they said we've got to switch it off and back on again and everyone turned around and said well why didn't you do that 48 hours ago oh sick. it's like okay you have no understanding of structures or anything you just really want to do that whole thing of you know it was a joke it was an it they're trying to be a joke. Karen. yes they're trying to tell <laughs> you that they're having to reboot it just stop it and it, 
and then you see that there are developers, there are people who have got nothing to do with the servers, nothing to do with the game, but are at the development company getting verbal abuse on Twitter. And I think that is absolutely disgusting. Just wind your neck in, wait. If it doesn't work for you, ask for a refund and bugger off. Otherwise, yeah. stay, give them the chance, give them the support they need. When they don't need you to play the game, don't play the game. When you're about to get in the game, once it's sorted, you can play until you've got no thumbs and your eyes are bleeding. Couldn't give a monkeys. Just don't be so... It really triggered me, actually, this time around. Like, you see it quite a bit. Oh, game shit, whatever. I think the entitlement has gone off the charts. So, yeah, that's my side of Outriders. I'm thoroughly enjoying it, even though I can't get on some of the time because of the server issues. And it was worked last night. 10, yeah, 10 o'clock. Got ever, on. I I don't have a game with really far, but everything I have played, <laughs> I've enjoyed. I'd like to see um, if I do the cross enabled, if I enable the cross play, um, or you're on Xbox anyway, we can play if you want. If it had been the PlayStation, we could have done it. It's console to consoles, okay? It was console PC cross play is yeah. what's causing the issue. And I mean, that's probably the, is that the first time they've done true cross play? Is this the first game to have done it? No. No, I didn't think so. But I think it's the first time Square Enix have tried it, haven't they? I think it is. It could also be where the problems come from. There was something that they didn't see coming, rear its ugly head, and then they had to turn it off. I mean, like the likes of PUBG and stuff, because of the differences between the console version and the PC version of that game, they just went, no, nah, cross-plays console only. That's that. That's that's all we're going to say. That's it. Which made sense. I mean, there's games that live and die on PC so fast yeah. that on console they're still being played today. So you could argue in some cases that crossplay with PC is not really worth it, but in other cases, like big franchises like Call of Duty, Fortnite, stuff like that, crossplay with PC makes sense because it keeps all the players together. Yeah. But like you said, I don't think Square Enix has had a game. I might be mistaken, but if if they do, I don't think they've had much experience in the full true crossplay against all platforms. I've got to say actually when it comes down to it the PC version of Outriders um is a lot more jittery than the console a lot more like it's okay. it's very staggering and I actually downed the graphics to see if that would help. So I got a feeling there might be a bit of a might be a bit of a bug in the PC version and whatever the PC version bug is it might be causing the problem on the servers because when I was playing it it was jittery it was stuttering through the FMVs. The plague of having to develop for five systems at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. Multiple, I don't I don't multiple, I don't hold it against multiple, them. Yeah. And just multiple, multiple configurations for PC. That they must be potentially developing for like ten or possibly even twenty systems. Yeah. And the thing is though, my PC's not uh, a weak unit to be all honest with you the graphics card and everything you know could do with a little bit of an upgrade but to be honest with you it's higher spec with a lot of it you know i've got a 24 core unit i've got you know 32 gig of ram i've got a 4k graphics card it can hold ultra like when you set it to set your settings it picks ultra on everything and can run them and the Outriders PC was stuttering last night. I put it down to high, and it was still stuttering. And I was yeah. like, I don't think it's graphics that are causing that issue. It can't be the graphics. I've got, you know, this thing plays everything. I just really think that there might be a small bug, a small bug 
It's not mm. a major game-breaking bug. I think it's a small bug, and maybe that's what's causing the problem. But yeah. I'm not a dev. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just surmising. I, I don't, I, I'm not going to hold my hands up that that's actually the reason. But you've got to give them a chance. And I think that's what's yeah. more the problem is. This game is hyped up in the last moment by marketing, but it's been under the radar and there's been a few people hyping it up, like, you know, on been following it for ages and they've really enjoyed it. And originally I thought, yeah, it doesn't look like my type of game, but I'm loving it. So give them a chance, people. Yeah, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. And that's about it, really. Is there anything you wanted to add? I know I waffled about Outriders. You can see I'm quite passionate about it. So if there's anything you wanted to put on there or is your take on the Outriders, please go for gold because I've hogged I, I have wanted to play Outriders for quite some time. Um, not for the obvious reasons that some people want to play it for, but just the sheer fact that they said that this is not a game as a service, which I was absolutely thankful for because... Like I even in our own BG4G chat, there has been a couple of members have been like, don't know how long I play this. As you know, it's not a game as a service, it's not gonna have regular content updates, blah, blah, blah. That's great for them. If you like games like that, you get your money's worth out of them, that's grand. But with a full-time job, kids trying to make content, doing LOD again, walking a dog, trying to get my weight down to be healthier, stuff like that. See finding the time to play. Call of Duty that has a season pass Fortnite now with my son which has a fucking season pass and if Outriders had come out and it had had something similar I know I wouldn't be putting half as much effort into it or giving it half as much of a chance because that's, those games are massive time investments and if you've got the time great, that's fine if you don't, you have to look at the games you are currently playing and go should I still play these is this going to be worth dropping one of them to come over and play, but you don't know. It's the same with me. Like I don't mind. Like I'm playing the Fortnite now. I'm I'm on the Fortnite bandwagon, and I've got the season pass, and I'm doing that, and I've got the season pass for uh, Cold War, um, and I'm I'm doing that, and it's kind of like okay, but then I've got the long-winded games I want to play. I dropped my seat, my my bits for uh, Elder Scrolls Online because I just can't invest that much time into Elder Scrolls at the moment with everything. And you're right, that's what happens. And I quite like that about the Outriders, that there isn't going to be that side thing. But people are complaining about it. It shouldn't be. Don't advertise it as a service. Do an offline solo version for people as well um, for the campaign or something like that, um, which would have been good with the server issues. But if they can keep the servers going, then cool beans. You know? Yeah, I mean, even Fallout 76, as much as I wanted to get back into it, it has seasons and stuff now too. So it's, I haven't even turned my... Fallout first membership back on because I know I wouldn't be on it every day to warrant paying that money for a private yeah. server which only functions when you're online it'd be different if it was one I could create and say this is the BG4G server here's a list of people that have instant access to join this world whenever they want but you can't you're paying about £15 a month 15 £16 a month for an increased stash a separate stash for junk a couple of free skins, which aren't really free, considering how much the damn membership is, and a world which is your own, but only runs when you're online, so you can let your friends join you. But as soon as you go off, the world just closes. Like if you're, when I used to play Ark a lot, we were paying about fifteen, sixteen pound a month between us to have a server which was on twenty four seven. 
because obviously that game runs yeah. constant. And it, in that in that sense, Fallout seventy six's membership isn't worth it unless you're going to be playing it every day. But I can't play what I want to play and keep Fallout seventy six up at the same time. I keep going back to it because I know some of the guys has mentioned about trying it out, and obviously I would love to be able to go right. Here's some shit I crafted for you. It'll make it a bit easier for you at the start so you can get on your feet and then learn how to do all this stuff yourself because there's a couple of blueprints that you can earn pretty early on, which once you have them, if if, if the whole building stuff and all that's not really what you're wanting to do in the game, at least in Fallout 4, it was sort of optional. So long as your camp met a minimum standard in Fallout 4, you could play the rest of the game without even having to go back to it. Whereas in 76, it's quite important for crafting and managing your inventory, making better armor, all sorts of stuff like that. So certain blueprints, like there's a, a large generator, which you can get. And once you've got it, you never need to worry about building multiple small ones. That one big generator does you, that's it, covers you for good. Some other blueprints, like using cement and stuff like that, wooden structures when you get you're getting attacked by people or when creatures are attacking it's a wooden structure it's not going to last forever it's not going to hold up under absolute punishment so like having good things to build your camp out of having the right equipment gear and stuff a way to protect it once you have that the rest of the game is a breeze it's just a matter of leveling up finding some good legendary gear which if you play it often enough, you're going to anyway. And that's it. The rest of the game you can enjoy, especially now that it scales to your level. You can be level 10, walk to the hardest part of the map. And I haven't actually tested this yet, but what I've been told is you go from the start, Fallout 76, or Vault 76, as a level 10, level 20. You walk all the way down to the bottom right-hand corner of the map, which is supposed to be the hardest part of the map. And there'll be enemies there slightly stronger than you, not maximum level like it used to be. So it used to be every area had a certain level cap. And then when you would be going for resources of a specific kind, you would go back into an area to farm that area for that resource. And there'd be all these silly little level fives, level tens. I mean, like I am level A something right now. And I go down to the carnival yard, the bottom right before you go down into where all the mines and stuff are and there's like a park you can find plastic stuff and all which plastic's a good resource to have and most of the, the creatures there were just i was just one shot on them it was boring it was farming i was losing interest in the game constantly having to farm in areas where nothing was a threat anymore so they changed it so that everything scales to you if you're the first one in that area Everything's roughly your level. If somebody that's ridiculously high levels into that area first, you're gonna have problems. Mm. That's funny as hell. I laugh at that. I go, I went to an area without my power armor, thinking, ah, sorry, skills to me. I've got my big bat and all that. Be all right. Super mutant, like fifty levels higher than me, strolls out of a house, and I'm standing there with a baseball bat. <laughs> Nothing else because because I'm going farming. I emptied my inventory. I have a baseball bat. Nothing else on me. <laughs> Super Mutant walks out 50 levels higher than me, and I'm just like, ah, shit. Because if he's that <laughs> level and he's a normal Super Mutant, 
all the other ones like Super Mutant Chief and all, they'll all be even more powerful than him. And I'm just like, oh, just give myself PTSD in one second. It's like, oh, <laughs> no, just run. Nah, I mean, like, so uh, one thing I was going to ask, and I think we'll finish up with it, is um, when we were talking about the season passes, do you think that's the way that the um, the gaming uh, publishers have found a, a loop, well, a loophole around the whole loot crate, not create them anymore? We make the subscription season pass now. I actually, to, to, to be fair, I prefer the way they are as now with those like seasons and stuff, you know, you see everything that you're going to get. So you can make a conscious decision whether to buy into this pass or not. Because yeah. there was a whole Call of Duty pass, whole Call of Duty season, which I skipped. I didn't buy the pass for it because there was nothing in it that remotely interested me at all. Because so long as it's done the same way, sort of Call of Duty does it, when a new weapon comes out, not a blueprint, when a new weapon comes out and it's in the pass, it's free, everyone gets it. It's not locked behind the paywall. There could be like a cracker blueprint for it, which is locked behind the paywall, but the base weapon itself isn't. So Fallouts is completely free in that regard because the only membership it has is Fallout first. The pass on Fallout is completely free and you can earn atoms for it, like on Call of Duty and Fortnite where you can earn some small amounts of their currency as well. So I much prefer that way of doing it over loot crates because if you go back maybe only a couple of years to Black Ops 3 or 4 there are weapons that some people still do not have and they have spent hundreds of pounds buying those crates to try and get these weapons because the weapons were in the crates and obviously loot crates it's a roulette sort of thing there's never a guarantee you're going to get and even when you get duplicates there was no system to stop you getting duplicates they had to introduce later if you had a duplicate you could sell the duplicate for some of the current some of the in-game currency back but it was always a minuscule amount so it's not like you could go oh that crate i had all everything that was in it i have enough to re-roll another crate nope you didn't you didn't even get half of the money back so the way they do it now compared to the way they do it, did it then i much prefer it in this like because you see everything you're going to get you can make a conscious decision whether you're going to put money into it or not but like, but the crates, you just couldn't do it. Battlefield 4, I think, done the crates the best before it got really out of hand. You knew that all that was going to be in them was cosmetic stuff, maybe XP boosts was the main reason I ever bought them, was get XP boosts and stuff like that. Plus, it gave you them after so many ranks and leveling up in your multiplayer anyway. So as soon as companies started throwing in uh, weapons and stuff that you could only get from that it just went pear-shaped it went really mad I mean I remember a video I did over a year ago now basically saying that Fortnite was the most predatory game I'd ever seen in my life but but little did I know Epic was working at things in the background and changing things considerably and now I really don't the version mm. of Fortnite I played then compared to what I play now with my son is chalk and cheese so so different the monetization it's still based around the v-box and they still give you lots of choices skins and stuff and then they introduce that membership i mean the mark the the tyrus that made that video over a year and a half ago 
if you had told him there was going to be a £10 a month membership come out for Fortnite, he would have laughed in your face mm. and called anybody that bought it stupid. Whereas now, after seeing all the changes that Epic has done to try and make the game not that way, but at the same time still obviously run itself, I pay for it every month for my son because a tenner gives him a thousand V-Bucks. A thousand V-Bucks is more or less a tenner anyway. I think it's like maybe six or seven pounds. But he gets an exclusive skin every month. And every time a battle pass comes out, he gets the paid battle pass as part of this £10 a month by default every time. And that alone makes it worth it for me. That's that's definitely for him too. It's definitely V Bucks to play with every month. Yeah. He gets a new skin every month. And yeah, I can't really argue with it. They've they've really looked at things and went right. We don't really want to be known as a predatory game because a lot of adults play it, yes, but I still say most of the people that play it are kids. Yeah, of course they are. They're kids. I mean, my my nephew, I play with my nephew. My nephew's 10. So it is a kid's game. They should have like a, they should do a, they should, we've always said this, we should have a non-building version. They should just chuck that in. Just note, Fortnite, if you ever, you know, if you ever listen to this podcast, which is highly unlikely, we need a non-building section. So you got your trios, your duos, your squads, and whatever. I never build. I still do well. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said. It is a lot better. I think it was just uh, the, the tweak to it. I think the membership for Fortnite is fantastic. I haven't got it yet, and I think I've been contemplating getting it. But the only reason I'm, I'm contemplating getting it is only because I have spent a lot of money on on Fortnite, like getting skins and stuff. And I think it'd probably be worth just getting that because I buy the battle pass and everything now. It's just how much time I put into it. That's why I never really do it because I'm like, mm, am I going to carry on with it? But it seems like I am at the moment. So, yeah. Well, with that at the end, we would like to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we are calling it a night tonight. If you want to send us any questions or you have any suggestions, please send them to us at info.bg4ghub at gmail.com. Or you can get me directly on Twitter, which is at Mask Mayhem UK. Or you can get the site and DM us over on BG4G as well, which is at BG4G Hub. And likewise, for any of the other social medias, just look up BG4G Hub. You'll find us. You can't miss us. If you want to send anything to Tyrus as well, it's TMM Tyrus at Twitter. Or leave us a voicemail on the anchor. Thank you, Lewis, for doing that. And if anyone else wants to, please do so. If you've got a question for us, for the I'm one of the clever people section, do it. We will put it on the show and we will answer your question as best as we can. Check out the website at www.bg4ghub.com for your latest news reviews and features. Also check out our fellow Gamers Guild people over at Gamers Guild or Gamers United Guild. Um, You can find them over there if you do hashtag Gamers United Guild on Twitter. Hashtag support and be supported. So thank you very much. I can see obviously at the end of this that Mark has had to go. So uh, I will say thank you very much from everybody and goodbye. Doodles.